We thank you for this morning. For you are glorious. You are ever merciful. Thank you for the gathering to you, not to man. Thank you for the opportunity to hear the living word of God. We ask, oh God, the spirit of the word would come to us, giving us understanding. In the name of Jesus do we pray. Amen. I don't think I heard everybody said amen. Thank you very much. We the beautiful song, Pastor Joe and the team, thank you very much. Can we open to two readings in the Bible? We will look at um, John chapter 4 and we will take the verse number 22 to 24 and then we will take Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 23. John chapter 4 verse 22. The Bible says, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Verse number 24 says, God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. In truth. Amen. This morning in the second service, we want to have a look out. We want to have a look at to relate to God is by the Spirit. To relate to God is by the Spirit. If you want to relate to God, it has to be done by Spirit because God is Spirit. And I must confess that Christianity will be so beautiful when we rise to the occasion of relating to God by the Spirit. There is no other way. Education doesn't provide the solution. I'm trying to figure out what else will give the solution. No, none of them at all. And so, in the second verse, as I said, we read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. In the King James original one will say, sanctify you wholly. Okay. Go back to my NKJV. I knew that so. Completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, and I said that we, within the short time, we will trust God to see if we will be able to scratch what God has for us. But all I want to do is to plead with you to be very alert. Because I will run a little faster. And the subject is, to relate to God is by the Spirit. You cannot relate to God any way that you think you should relate to God. Because Jesus made it very clear to us that God is Spirit. Praise the Lord. And I said Christianity will be far beautiful and better when we have that understanding and begin to relate to God in that way. Now we will try to figure out why we are not able to relate to God the way we ought to relate to Him. And I pray that by the end of our service, you would have been determined that you will start relating to God by the Spirit. Praise the Lord. Now here is this woman who had met Jesus at the well. And Jesus by the Spirit 
had spoken to her about her life. And she was so blown. In fact, I wish you were here last Wednesday. It was so beautiful. We talked about the God is a spirit. And it was fantastic. And so in, in, in continuing from that, God gave me this understanding that I felt it would be good to continue. So listen carefully. Now here was this woman who had encountered Jesus and Jesus has told her all that she ever did. And then she knew that it only takes the spirit to be able to know things that ordinary man will not know. This is why I want you to become very spiritual. You see, if you develop in the natural, even if you study to the highest level, you will never know certain things until you switch to the spirit. And I will explain that. And I beg God and I plead that everyone here will be hungry to grow in the spirit and to start relating to God in the spirit. Because he is spirit. So, this woman now is so blown by what Jesus has said to her. Concerning her life that Jesus didn't know. Nobody else knew. But Jesus has revealed to her. And so, what was bothering her mind was. Okay. Now that I know that uh, we used to be part of Judah. We were one big family, the descendants of Jacob, and there was a split. And now we are in Samaria, and indeed, God instructed that in Jerusalem is where we ought to worship. Now that our forefathers have also built a monument and altar here, and say that we should be worshiping here, now that we are not going to Jerusalem, and I have found somebody who now can tell me the truth, who seemed to be very close to God, I want to ask him this question because I'm sure he'll be able to answer. And so he now, she now gets to Jesus and said, Jesus, now our forefathers said we should worship in Jerusalem and some of them are saying we should worship here. In fact, which, of the, which is the best way to worship? And then the woman, Jesus comes out to say, you want to know? The time has come, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For God is spirit. And if Jesus, listen carefully, if Jesus told the woman by answering to say, you're looking for a perfect way to worship the Father, I want you to know that He is Spirit. And the only way by which you can relate to Him and to, and to, and to worship Him, in other words, is not only in Spirit that you have to worship God, but also this is how you can relate to God by being Spirit. That was the matter. Now, another occasion, very interesting thing. You see, I want us to understand that this thing keeps occurring, and that's why it's very important that we also know and decide to switch. There was a ruler of the people in the things of God. But that man was an old and experienced man who had watched Jesus performed so much that he knew that, no, in fact, if Jesus was not of God, there was no way he could do the things that he was doing. When you relate it to what the woman said, are you listening to me? When you relate it to what the woman said, where do we worship? And then you come to John chapter 3, Nicodemus as well comes to Jesus by night. You know the story. So I would like to only take the verse 5. Verse 5, thank you very much. Listen carefully as we read the scriptures and follow. Jesus answered most assuredly, 
I say to you, unless one is born of water, water, water by the word, that is what it means. Water. The water of life is the word of God. It is explained in Ephesians. Praise the Lord. So unless one is Unless one is born of water and spirit, and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not, do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. I beg you, I want you to pay attention carefully. We are talking about, you can only relate to God by your Spirit. Now, that woman has provoked a question. But I want to explain the originality of a man. You remember we read from First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse, verse number 23. You remember? It mentioned three things. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and your whole spirit and your whole soul and your body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Lord. Let me tell you what happened. When God in the beginning when he took the earth and he formed man and put him there. There was a soul in that man. The soul could not raise him up. Until God brought his mouth and breathed into the man. And then the power of God's breath rekindled the soul of that man. Rekindled the soul or the body of that man. And that man became a living soul. That's why the Bible says that. And God breathed into man and he became a living soul. You know that, correct? Now, something has happened. That breath that came from God into that man is what is the real man. Because without that breath, the man will still be lying without life. Are you catching it now? And so, now God gave breath. And now the man has become a living being. And God had put him in the garden to be in charge. Because God created the earth. I think it's, I think it's in Psalm 115 verse 16 or so. God has the heavens for himself. The earth is created. Thank you. The heavens, even the heavens, are the laws. Okay. But the earth, he has given it to the children of men. Praise the Lord. So this earth we are living in is actually created for man. And man was supposed to be living in this place, serving his God. God will come in the middle. Anytime he chooses, he will come. And I'm not sure what kind of form God came but it is possible that he took human form and will walk into the garden and will have communion and fellowship with man and there was no problem. There was no problem. So because the man's life was now in, under control by his spirit that has been supplied to him by God, he could relate to God by the spirit. Is that okay? Hello? So he was relating to God without any problem. And then God was so, God being God, said to him, Listen, it's okay, relate. But may I tell you something? You are in control of this garden. 
There is only one thing I demand from you. This tree which is in the garden, for the day that you shall eat, you shall die. So don't eat it. We can't go into the mystery of Satan disobeying and he casted out and all of that. In fact, it's another subject altogether. But I just want you to catch this thing so that you will start relating to God by your spirit. Praise the Lord. So now, the man has disobeyed God and he had eaten the fruit he wasn't supposed to eat. And there is an issue. He has died to the life that he had with God. Praise the Lord. Is Sapon here? Sapon, where are you? Come. I need a cloth. I just want to show you something. And I pray that you will understand. Because you see, God wants us to live very well. Come, stand here please. Everybody watch me. You see, when God breathed into man and he got up, that is man. He was a spirit. He had a soul. He had a body. And this is God. He could relate to God beautifully by his spirit. There was no problem. Is that correct? Now, as soon as God said, the day you shall eat, you shall die, and he ate and he died, this is what happened. Immediately, darkness came over him. Move. So, everything that man was doing in the garden, he was doing it now under darkness. Do you remember Ephesians says that you are darkness? He didn't even say that you are controlled. He said you are darkness. Praise the Lord. So darkness now is over this man. And there was nothing about God. He was very comfortable. He has lost the relationship. There was no problem. And he was going about his everything. And so that is how man now has become dark. But thanks be to God. So now, God now decided that it looks like man is going wayward and he is violating every law without even knowing that he is sinning against me. So now, man's life has become ruthlessly bad. I'm sure if you read Bible and you read Genesis chapter 6, you will see that the Bible says that man was increasing in sin, and for him, it has become his normal lifestyle. Hallelujah. But then God saw that there was nothing I could do to bring this man to understanding that that is not how I created him. And that something has gone wrong with him. So God decided that what I'm going to do, I'm going to bring my law. And then I will read it to man, so that by the law, man will know that he is living in a different world. So Romans chapter 7, verse number 7. Thank you. Have you understood so far? Man has been, man has been covered now completely by darkness. And he was operating in darkness. He found it to be his normal life. But something happened in Romans chapter 7, verse number 7. The Bible says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? The law that God gave to Moses to bring to man to be able to help him. He's asking, is the law sin? Then the response is, certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. Praise the Lord. For I would not have known covetousness unless the Lord, the, the Lord said so. So you shall not covet. So when Moses now brought the Ten Commandments and the law, as soon as he read, then the people said, Oh, so all these things that we have been doing is sin. We've been sinning against the Lord. So he said, I would never have known 
until the law came. Next verse. I want you to pay attention. But sin, taking opportunity, because it was now dwelling in man, by the commandment produced in me all manner of evil desires. That's, that's the order of the day. I was just flowing in that. For apart from the law, sin was dead. That means that apart from the law, coming to point it out, sin was already, he has finished me. And I was in darkness as you saw Sapon, now in the cloth, and he didn't know what to do. The next scripture said, did we read the 8? Uh-huh. So let's go to 9, and the 9 is good. It says that I was alive once without the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. What does that mean? I was alive without the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived. He was referring to the fact that at creation, when God created man, he was alive to God. And then when the sin came, and he didn't know that he had sinned and had been separated from God, He was flowing in that. But as soon as the law came and pointed out that you are dead, then immediately he knew, I am dead. Praise the Lord. I beg you, follow me. Because we need to now jump from where we are and catch up with relating to God by our spirits. Praise the Lord. And so now, Romans is explaining that we, we didn't experience I was alive. You and I did not experience it. We didn't. It was only Adam and his wife who experienced that kind of I was alive. And when they disobeyed God and sin came, so in Genesis chapter 5, when you have time, read it. You will find out that the first three verses has something fantastic to talk about. The genealogy of, 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 of Adam. And you will come to the point, you will see that, that God created Adam in his image. You will see something like that. But as he gave birth to the first son of his, the Bible said something like this. And his son was born in his image. So that if sin had not occurred, what it meant was that, the Bible would have said something like this. Adam was created in the image of God, and his son Seth was also in the image of God. But now, we have seen that, we have come to a point, Adam now has a different image. The image of darkness, if we may call it like that. Praise the Lord. Um, am I, are we coming along? You must understand this so that it will help with our relationship with God. And so now, when he started giving birth, Seth and everybody, they were carrying on. So that's why chapter 6, now when sin was really fully grown, man will kill, man will lie, man will do everything minus God. And may I announce to you that this is the reason why, even in our generation, when people have thrown Jesus Christ away, they have thrown Bible away, when we are misbehaving, when Bible said man and woman should marry, the people say that human rights, let if he wants a woman, a woman wants a woman, he should have a woman. If a man wants a man, he should have a man. It is because they have neglected God and therefore they have come to the point the things that are not of God's word, the things that are of God's word, they are going contrary to it and they don't see anything wrong. Do you notice that they can take you to court when God didn't create man male and man female? And then when we insist that man and woman they say we are sitting on somebody's freedom this is where it's coming from praise the lord so you see that every listen brother i want to beg god for you 
Everything that this world believes in, watch it carefully. Anything that the world promotes, watch it carefully. It has an element of anti-God. Because the world will never promote anything that is scripture. That's why we are seeing things now that are very devastating. And governments, authorities of higher nations are endorsing that. I salute this country of Ghana that is against gay. We all support it and we will fight it because it's against the law of Christ. In the name of Jesus. The human rights things that we are promoting, all of these are anti-God. And you know, nothing pricks their conscience because they don't know. And because they say, what is Jesus? It's a religion. We don't need religion. Religion has caused the confusion and the trouble in the world. Is it true that Christianity has caused confusion? But you see, this is how the world is going. So now, because now man is wallowing in sin and doing his own thing in sin and, and there was no fear of God, no conscience, nothing. Now we came to the point. God looked at it and said, no. I will save man. And so he sent Jesus into the world to save sinners. Of the truth, this is a faithful saying. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Praise the Lord. Now, when you receive Jesus into your life, what you don't know, I want it to be established in your heart is this. As soon as genuinely you hear the gospel of Jesus and you receive, as Jesus told the man, Nicodemus, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He was trying to make it clear that, see, if you want to be born again, your spirit will have to be rekindled and connected to God. Have you noticed that any time there was an altar call and people came forward and gave their hearts to the Lord, nothing changed physically around them. Have you noticed that? But in the spirit, they have changed. Praise the Lord. Because man has spirit, soul, and body. So when they receive Jesus, instantly they change. But listen to what I'm going to tell you now. Very important. Because it will help you now to begin to walk victoriously and to relate to God by your spirit. Amen. Now when man became darkness and was doing his own thing, one of the things that he did very well was that at that time he was under the law and control of Satan. So what Satan did was that when he was in here, he trained the body properly to get accustomed to all the things that were contrary to God. So when man became born again and his spirit became a new man in Christ, he, was still, he came to still inherit a mind that has been corrupted. And the body that has been destroyed and filled with corruption. So that is why you see you are born again, but you see there is still a struggle. Your spirit will tell you that this is how we ought to do things. And then the old nature, your mind and your body will say, my friend, my friend, my friend, my friend. We were here before you came. Let's go it this way by lying as we are used to. So what is the solution? Then God gives the solution and says, Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So now, we have to now come back and allow our spirit. You see, as for our spirits that Christ Jesus came to restore... There is nothing wrong with that. It is exactly the same as it used to be in the days of Adam. We are restored. But unfortunately for us, 
we are restored, but we are living in a body that has been corrupted long time ago by Satan. If we had time, I would have gone into Galatians chapter 4, and I would have taught you how Satan did it. He corrupted, you see... The soul became so strong. So when you even get born again, the soul tries to bully, bully your spirit. Because that is what he has specialized in it. And so how do you get out of this? That's why you see we find it very difficult to hear God. It is not because God is not speaking. He is speaking, but because of the environment with the soul and with the things he has put in, there's a struggle. And so God says that those who are of Christ, they have crucified the flesh. What we need now to do is to take hold of our flesh and kill him. And to make sure that the spirit who delights himself in the word of God is ruling over us. And so whenever you are hearing the word of God, I will tell you this. If you are a child of God, you hear the word of God by your spirit. Because your spirit is from God and he agrees with the word of God. Let me read a scripture to confirm that. Romans chapter 7 verse 22. Will you read it for me please everyone? One, two. Oh, you are not encouraging me at all. Boldly. One, two. For I delight in the law of God according to the inner man. One of the names of the spirit in us is called the inner man. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says that he, he takes joy. He likes it when he hears the word of God. And so let me tell you, when you are sitting in church and your spirit is alive, you enjoy the word of God. Hallelujah. So I delight, I delight in the law of God. The law is not bad, but when it came to the people, they could not have it because their spirits were dead. And so they could only operate under the law with their minds. So the things that they know they are not supposed to do it, oh, in fact, they will promise God. When you watch the, the history of the Israelites, they will promise God, whatever you will say, Lord, I will do it. The next minute, they have forgotten and they go contrary against God. So now, Jesus came in John chapter 6 verse 63. John chapter 6 verse 63. I just pray that you will catch this thing so that we will relate to God in a beautiful, in a beautiful time. The Bible says it is the spirit who gives life. Shout a big amen. Oh, your amen. I said shout a big amen. amen. It is the spirit that gives life. The flesh, your mind, your body, profits nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So whenever the word of God comes to you and connects to your spirit, it brings life. And when you are somebody who is developing, what you will see is that very soon... God will begin to use his word to speak to you and it will be very easy to hear what God is saying to you. Praise the Lord. So, Jesus said the spirit, it is the spirit that quickens. In other words, as soon as it comes, boom! Alive. But, that which the enemy has corrupted, this is what he's doing. I'm sure you bear witness with me. There have been occasions where there was an edge to pray. Correct? And then somehow you say you want to pray. As soon as you got there, something also in your mind said, Oh, sleep small and then get up later on. Does it happen or it doesn't happen? But have you noticed that at the same time, if you will be genuine, 
When you got up and there was an edge to pray and then you had your TV on, there was a, a film that was going on and then all of a sudden there was a certain scenery that attracted you and then all of a sudden you sat down and then you watched and it took two hours and you didn't sleep. Have you noticed that? Oh, you are not, you are not. Why is it so? The flesh doesn't want you to know the things of God. Because they are not, it won't help him. And so may I now tell you a secret. Listen, with your mind and calculations, if it is not renewed and subjected to the word of God, what actually is happening is that he will always fight against what the spirit will supply. The spirit will tell you something. Hey, then the flesh will tell you, this, he will counteract it. He will always fight against us. But when your spirit is alive, it is very easy to flow. Ah, I had an age. Last week someone was telling me, Pastor, can you tell me? I don't know. I, don't, I can't put my hand on anything. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not happy. And I said, oh, actually, it's not because you are not happy. The truth is that the spirit of the Lord is urging you to pray. And I want you to start now. When you start praying, what you will see is that whatever be the bedding, it will be lifted. I said, okay. And started praying. And through to it, after praying the Holy Ghost, after yielding to the Holy Ghost, a person said, ha, it be so. Praise the Lord. And so, to, you see, the Spirit's relationship with God is where we are coming to now. Now, if you don't become deliberate, if you don't become intentional, if you don't become ready to say, I want to, I want to develop my spirit, my brother, it, it doesn't come cheap. I want to be honest with you. You deliberately decide that I'm going to study the word of God because Jesus has already told us that this, it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The word that I speak unto you, they are spirit. So the more you pay attention to the spirit of the word, the more you become rekindled. I will tell you something, Romans chapter 8. What really happens to us? Verse number 7. Quickly, you see what it says. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Four. It is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Ha! What is he talking about? In other words, if we are depending upon only our intelligence and the, body, the feelings of the body... We can never please God. We can never please God. Verse 9. But you are not in the flesh. Shout a big amen. You are not in the flesh. But in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man does not have the spirit of Christ, the danger is you don't belong to Christ. Hallelujah. So, those of us who are born again, the Bible is explaining a very important thing here. He said that if we reduce ourselves into the carnality of our minds and program things as it has been programmed already, even though we are born again, we are going in line with the way it used to be, we will never please God. But when we allow the, the washing by the word, praise the Lord, and the breaking of strongholds in our minds, you see, that is why people misunderstand spiritual warfare. When Satan was there, he programmed the thing so strong. So, even now we are saved, those things are still there. To deprogram it, the Bible says that 
casting down every imagination and every thought that exhorts itself. That means that anything that is contrary to the word of God that comes through your mind, break it down and say, no, I cannot do that in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, as you do those things continuously, and as you study the word of God, very soon you will come to the point where there wouldn't be any more struggle. Praise the Lord. And now you will begin to enjoy the voice of God. God will now speak to you, son, do this in accordance with my word. And you will get up to do it. Sometimes, listen to this, you will do things and people will say, why is he doing that? (laughs) You don't need to do that. Because these days nobody does that. What they don't know is that you are not operating by the mind. You are operating by the instructions of the word of God. So you are flowing in that direction And everybody else is like, no, we don't do that. I pray that God will bring us to this point so we can begin to enjoy the good relationship that is connected to God by the Spirit. Our inner man can relate to God in a beautiful way that God will begin to show us things and we will obey. You see, the instructions will come into your spirit, for I agree with the law of God in my spirit. According to Romans uh, 7.22. So when the Spirit of the Lord takes something and He drops it into your spirit, what happens is that your spirit processes the the matter through your mind. And then at that mind, at that level, your mind is resisting it. But when you have now known this truth and you are yielding to it, what happens is that you now give way to the Spirit and you get up to do it. And as you develop that, you begin to now see how easy it is now for God to now dictate how you should walk. So let's go quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse number 9. I think that this is so much information for, not, for this time. Let me try to wrap it up. And then we'll trust God for another time. Hallelujah. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter chapter 2, verse number 9. Listen to how beautiful it puts this. It says, as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard. <clears throat> Sorry, I had not seen nor ear heard. Nor had have it entered into the heart of man the things which... God has prepared for those who love him. Let me stop here for a moment. You will never know the things of God by your eye or by your ear. Praise the Lord. Did you get it? I know it's hard. If you are only depending upon knowing the things of God by what you see. That's why the Bible says that. For we walk by faith and not by sight. So you don't depend on what you see. You don't depend upon the bad report you hear. You rather depend on what the Spirit of God will say. So that if there was something that came to you that was contrary to the Word of God, but the Spirit of God will supply the answer to your spirit, and your spirit will shoot it up. And so when you hear the thing coming from outside to say this is what will happen, you hit it back to say it will not happen because the Word of God says so. Hallelujah! I beg you, you must catch this. We are all in the school together with the Lord. May your spirit grow to relate to God better. Now, so, he says that I don't see you. The things of God, I cannot see. Your ear cannot hear. In fact, the things that are put in your heart by God, those things, you cannot. But then I love something that is said in the verse 10. But God, would you shout to say, but God, hallelujah, but who, but God through his spirit, for the spirit, no, but God has revealed them to us through who, his spirit, let me show you how it happens, this is God, this is his spirit, this is the spirit of a man, and this is the mind of a man, and this is the body of a man. 
That is the chain. Okay? And so when God has something, then he will pass it on to his spirit. His spirit will pass it on to your spirit, the new creation spirit, the one that is born again. If any man be in Christ is a new creation, the old is gone, behold, all things have become new. He will pass it on to that spirit, and that spirit will now carry the matter in here. The belly, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Then he too will carry it and pump it up. That, listen, don't be afraid. This is what the Spirit of the Lord says. And if you are somebody who is developing, your, your mind or your soul will now agree and ask for the body, which is the container. As soon as it agrees, the instruction is given to the body, and the body will act according to the instructions that it gets from the mind. Praise the Lord. But then if you are not spiritual... It's not because God had not spoken. You are still a child of God. But the thing stops here. The Spirit of God gives to your spirit, but the processing power is not there. So, even though the Bible says that God freely has given to us by His Spirit, you are not enjoying it because you are not renewed. So, there is always stop, 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 stop. So, now, the Galatians 5.24 will tell you that those who belong to God, they have now killed. Deliberately, they have decided that you, when I used to serve as a Satan, we were operating, but now I will not allow you. You are dead. And now you kill him. Those who belong to Christ, they have killed him. Shout a big amen. I want to finish quickly. Come back to where we went in First Corinthians. We read one, we read nine, we read ten. Let's finish it quickly. Let's go to the 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Please, quickly, and then we'll be finished. Some of these things are quiet, um, but God will help us because it's by His Spirit. Praise the Lord. Oh, you jab, that, uh, the Bible says, okay, we have done this one. Let's go to 10 and 11. Now, you see that even here, He says the deep things. The Spirit of God is the one who will take the deep things and give it to you. Correct? Okay, let's go to 11. Now the Bible says, <laughs> For what man knows of the things of man? Except the spirit of the man. Let me explain it. Whatever that concerns you, it is your spirit who knows a bit better. Praise the Lord. Your own spirit, eh? and I'm not talking about the Holy Ghost. Everything that concerns your life, it's so plain in your spirit because you are born again. Everything. So now the Bible says that, even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So like I said, the, the four stages... The, the Spirit of God is the one who has the mind of God, who knows the things of God. So, now, this is Dennis here on the third ring. So, now, everything which is written in the volume of the book, which is here with God, God will take it and package it and give it to His Spirit. His Spirit will come and release a portion to the Spirit of Dennis. And if the Spirit of Dennis is not rekindled, and the Spirit of Dennis is not growing up, and the Spirit of Dennis is not much alive to be able to receive it and to process it to my mind. Now I have gotten to a place, it is stuck and it is rubbing like this. And that's why Christianity is not nice. You don't know the answer. You are not sure whether to go left or to go right. You are stuck. But when your spirit is sharp, immediately let me tell you one thing that occurs. Sometimes when you are even talking to a brother and you have mentioned some prayer to God and you are talking to a brother, sometimes a brother can say something immediately, and you know that this is the answer to that prayer that you pray that he doesn't know. He will say it, and your spirit will quickly pick it up, and say, ah, yesterday I was talking to a brother, and then he said something he didn't even know. Immediately I caught it, and I said, okay, Lord, I hear you. This is what you are saying. I also said in my heart, I hear you. This is what this, the spirit is saying. So now I'm taking it to the mind, and I'm going to work on it. Praise the Lord. And so, now, how to relate to God is here. He has everything correct. So, what am I going to tell you in a nutshell? 
I want you to grow up. This is the verse 11. Verse 12, we will close there and then we will stand to pray. Now, see, now, we have received, please, you are sitting here, I want you to know you have received something from the Lord. Shout a big amen. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. God will not change the method of supplying to you by His Spirit. He will never change it because you think that, yeah, my children are carnal. Therefore, let me take the carnal means. So, may I say to you, the best thing to do is to become spiritual. Oh, you didn't say even amen. The best thing to do is become so spiritual, so spiritual, renewed, solid. I'm not in the position now because of time even to talk about how you can become spiritual. But I give you only two. Jude is only one chapter. The verse number 20 says something like this. Building up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So many of us, we have gotten to the point, speaking in tongues is a problem. Let me tell you, one of the things that would help you greatly to receive from God is when you build your speaking tongues. Deliberate tongues. I'm not talking about the one that you have problems because of that you are coming to pray. But you are sitting down in Marando Shataka, Kabaladaba. When you do that for hours, something is happening you don't know. You are building up your most holy faith when you are praying. And then it becomes easy when the Spirit of God says something. It is the Spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. So when you spend a lot of time also in the word of God, the mind gets tuned. So whenever there is a communication by the spirit, it hits there and you are fine. So I say, be desirous to relate to God by the spirit and you will hear the voice of God. God bless you.